Hey everyone, and welcome to Flightcast, the one and only Infinite Flight podcast. If you don't know what Infinite Flight is, well, how did you get here? I'd love to hear about it if Flightcast introduced you to Infinite Flight, so shoot me a message. Either way, Infinite Flight is a mobile flight simulator that you can download for Apple and Android devices that is quickly climbing the ranks of the top grossing games in the App Store. With me as always in the Flightcast virtual studio is Mr. Skyhawk Heavy, Mark Denton. Hey Mark. Hey buddy, what's going on? Oh nothing, just getting excited to interview our guest today. I know, I'm getting excited too. And uh, I'd like to take as much time as we can chatting with our guests. So, Mark, uh, let's dive right into some Infinite Flight pilot community news. What do you have for us today? Uh, well, uh, the biggest uh, thing that you know came out here recently was um, the new um, XP, minimum XP, to be able to get onto the advanced, uh, well, the expert server. Actually, if I um, could just interrupt for a second, yeah, I would say that the biggest thing to happen in the last week is that you got a new piece of equipment. You know what? I did. Well, I did. And you, you know, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, <clears throat> as you know, you know, with the tutorials that I do, uh, for a three minute tutorial, it was taking me <laughs> anywhere from six to eight hours to do a three minute tutorial because my MacBook, uh, six years old, but it was just so freaking slow that seems efficient yes and it was i mean it's slower than me talking <laughs> so it was just time for an upgrade and so uh what was it last friday i believe it was yeah, last, last week friday. uh went and got a uh got a new macbook pro and uh 16 gig of ram and uh you know got the flash storage i don't have the spinning hard drive like my old one had uh, so, I mean, it's just lightning and fast, man. I'm going to be willing to bet that this thing can keep up to anything you ask it to do immediately. It's actually faster than me. Shocking. It's like, yeah, I mean, I've already had a couple of times that, you know, come up and say, all right, Skyhawk Heavy, are we are we going to continue? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm still typing. This is great. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's so fast, man. You know, the video that I did for this week, uh, you know, which was part two of the uh, METARS, uh, took 30 minutes total for, you know, recording, editing, uploading to YouTube, everything, 30 minutes total. Awesome. Well, I want yeah. to hear about the new video, but first let's uh, go back to before I interrupted you. Yeah. I mean, so basically, um, you know, we increased, uh, the minimum XP for the expert server. And the reason for that is just simply, you know, we have a lot of people that were flying on the expert server that still um, were not following instructions. People, you know, we, we still have the Nimrods. I mean, they're out there. Yeah. And, and so we had to do something not to intentionally reduce traffic, but to basically hold the expert server up to its name of being the expert server. Right. So, you know, you've got the training servers now, uh, which gives you a transition to work on for both pilots and for the controllers. And then you work your way up and you have that achievement along with the other, you know, not being ghosted, not having any violations within the last 90 days, so on and so forth. And then to be able to 
reach that pinnacle of being able to fly on the expert server. Yeah, and guys, a good way to to uh, you know once you finally get to that XP level where it lets you on the expert server, you've still got to fly under the direction of air traffic controllers if you're in a, a controlled airspace. So I would encourage everyone just to go to the the Infinite Flight YouTube channel that Mark and Tyler have worked really hard on. And just devour those videos, especially the the ones that Mark creates, um, to help you get a good understanding of what's expected of you when you're in a controlled airspace on Infinite Flight. Yeah, I mean, I do it. I do several, you know, some in solo mode uh, when I'm trying to focus on one particular thing. But then there's others that I do with live traffic and you know, or live live air traffic control. So uh, the YouTube channel, you know, Tyler and I have worked really hard on just really boosting that that channel up and you know we've gotten a lot of new subscribers uh, a lot of uh, great suggestions a lot of great compliments and you know we're getting a lot of feedback from people that say hey you know this really helped oh i had no idea about that uh you know i thought a go around was that i go on, i'm going around for a touch and go you yes. know people are have actually learned from it which is the entire goal of itself that's great. So that's great. But, uh, yeah, you know, just currently working on the, uh, the METARS, uh, series right now, breaking it down. I went over the, the full METARS in a quick summary of how to read it. Uh, now I'm breaking it down section by section or, you know, one to two sections at a time, just simply because when you start getting into the, uh, the weather, you know, as far as the sky conditions and stuff like that, there's so much involved and so many codes that yeah. you can't do it all in a three-minute video. Yeah, there's so a lot of info packed into those codes. There sure. is. There is. So Yeah. I learned something from that last one, Mark. Did you? Yeah. I was hoping you'd learn something from the altitudes, the ones that I posted <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you know, the cruising altitudes. I saved the I saved the graphics, don't worry. <laughs> and that's, that's something else. The graphics that I put in the tutorials... If anybody wants a copy, if they have a like a a, a book that they're working, you know, that they want um, for you know for themselves that they have for material, just shoot me an email or contact me on Facebook at the forum, and I'll be more than happy to send out the uh, graphics if they uh, if they aren't able to get a screenshot or whatever. So beauty. Yep. All right, Mark. Thanks for the update. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's get to this week's guest. Daniel Gaz, a.k.a. Dantorp Aviation, is a 19-year-old filmmaker from Gothenburg, Sweden, whose YouTube channel is viewed by millions around the world. His aviation videos range from reviews, plane spotting, wing view videos, and interviews, with his most recent being the CEO of Iceland Air. Flightcast reached out to Dantorp to see if he would give Infinite Flight a try and have a chat with us. He's graciously agreed to join us today from his home via Skype. Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. First, uh, man, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, can you share with us what uh, part of the world you call home and uh, how you developed such a love for aviation? So uh, where I call home is uh, sli a slightly complicated question because I was born and raised until I was about nine in the UK. Uh, but I have an American dad and a Swedish mom. So when I was nine, I moved to Sweden and that's where I've been living since. And then my dad lives in New York. And for the people who've been following me a really long time, they'll know that I used to fly to New York very often. And that was to see him most of the time. 
And that's also how I developed my American accent once I left the UK where I had a British accent. Um, and as I grew up, this is now how I sound. Um, but growing up in London, I'm sure anyone who's lived there or spent time there knows that you see the planes flying over central London approaching Heathrow all the time and you're really surrounded by aviation and everyone's talking about Heathrow and then you have so so many airports in such a concentrated area so I think a lot of people are really surrounded by aviation there and somehow I just picked up on it and I remember when I was like four years old I went plane spotting for the first time with my dad at Heathrow and this was I guess right before 9-11 so we could still get on we got on like a truck and stood and just peered over the fence and looked right in for a few hours i think uh even back then so you were hooked right from the get-go yep <laughs> my whole life awesome um so tell us where did the name dantorp aviation come from um this question was also asked by our uh, instagram friend av.asian so i wanted to give a shout out to them as well yeah, I think this is a very good question and something I've been wanting to clarify because a lot of people are a little confused. Sometimes they think that my name is Dan Torp or they think uh, they're just very confused about the name and even how it's spelled sometimes. But since I started my channel when I was 12, I was really small. I did not know what I was going to do with it. I just, I'd been watching some aviation videos myself, so I thought, I wanted to join in on the fun or at least see what I could create at that time in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, so I started by doing the first three letters of my name, Dan, and then uh, Torp was my school, actually, my uh, middle school, uh, Torp Skulan it was called. And then uh, originally there was also an 11 at the end. I, it was Dan Torp 11. So 11 was my house name, super creative. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, I think that just shows the mind of a kid. Like I had no idea really where I wanted to take it. I was just doing it for fun. And uh, at least the Dan Torp part has been allowed to stick around. Yeah, that's that's awesome. At 12 years old, you started your YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, it, it sounds like I was very young and it sounds like very long ago. But uh, I guess kid, kids in a digital age, like uh, a lot of people upload YouTube videos and maybe it's just that I've been doing it for such a long time that has uh, shown the results or made made my channel relatively well known. Yeah, it's just awesome to see it kind of, it must be good for you, cool for you to see it just kind of grow organically over time and it, it's kind of grown with you, exactly. you know, as you've become an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh at different phases in my life, I've been able to uh, grow in different areas. And now recently, um, especially after graduating high school, you graduate high school when you're 19 in Sweden. Uh, so I graduated just in May. Uh, it's been fun to see with this extra time and with all the uh, lessons I've been, I've learned during these last years of school, how I can apply these uh, to really help me grow my channel as well. And uh, I think it's given me some unique experiences growing up with uh, a creative outlet like this on my side. Yeah, cool. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, 
to start at 12 years old and to develop it to what it is today, just seven years later, hell at 12 years old, man, we didn't even have the internet <laughs> when I was 12. Exactly. Who knows if you would have done the same then it's, it's a very new thing. And I think I'm one of the first years that had the possibility to do this at such a young age. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, at 12 years old, we were just a bunch of dumb asses out in 90 degree heat, <clears throat> you know, drinking hot water from the water hose and just poking dead things with sticks. Right, Mark? Heck, poking dead things with sticks. <laughs> one of my yeah. favorite pastimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, you know, at what point did you actually decide to take your love of aviation and travel to the next level besides just, you know, starting something, you know, cause it sounds like it kind of started really almost as a hobby mm -hmm. and just as a, you know, for your love for aviation. But when did it actually hit you that, Hey, you know, you had this epiphany that you really wanted to take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Cause, uh, as I said, it was really something I started completely randomly. I, oh, I was almost bored and I wanted something to just create and share and that I didn't have any type of plan. But then I guess uh, when I got my first, uh, in quotations, brat viral video, uh, which maybe got 100,000 views over a few months, uh, was in uh, Lufthansa E380 landing in San Francisco. That's when at first when I sort of saw my subscribers start to exponentially increase and uh, it gave me an excitement and I saw uh, a new range of possibilities. And at that point, uh, I, that was the first time when I started consciously choosing flights for what would make the best video or taking more complicated itineraries just so I could get more videos out of it when I actually flew. Um, and that was where I really started to turn more towards gearing what I did toward YouTube and sharing as much as I could. And then maybe as late as last summer was when I really saw some new possibility, some, when I saw the actual possibilities in my channel, um, I was actually invited out to LA by an aviation startup called XTI Aircraft. And they're developing this really, really cool a tri-fan, they call it, that is like a combination private jet and helicopter. So you're meant to be able to take off on your driveway or on your tennis court. And then once you get to a certain altitude, the engines turn around and you zoom forward like you would in a private jet. So they invited me out to LA to check out the launch, which was just unfathomable because wow. I hadn't really been included in anything like that up to that point. And that cool. really, really inspired me to, to put it, to put all the effort and all the effort I could into turning this, taking this to the next level. So this, is which is great because it, I mean, in the the organic growth that you've you know you've had from all of this and just this passion is just absolutely amazing on how it's grown to what it is today. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's it's funny to hear you say that you 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 know you were choosing more complicated it, it, itineraries. 
when people say, you know, I, you know, I'm looking for a direct, trying to find a direct flight, I'm saying, I don't want a direct flight. I want like as many stopovers as I can get. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want as many airports exactly. and airplanes as I can get online. And people kind of look at me funny, but by now most of my friends yeah. know that I'm nuts. Well, see, I yeah. did that too when I worked for Northwest Airlines. I would always plan my routes. Of course, we had to, you know, flying standby, flying non-rev. You know, you had to plan your flights carefully anyway. But we would always try to choose where we could get more flight time in. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it great. was always fun. So, uh-huh. Daniel, a, a really common question on the Infinite Flight Community Forum, which for our listeners is at community.infinite-flight.com. Huge resource for um, pilots and air traffic controllers uh, for the simulator and just in general um, for great chat on aviation. But um, this was the question. What is your favorite type of aircraft to fly on? Mm-hmm. The, the, this is sort of a hot topic, uh, but I'm going to say the A380 because I honestly, I, <laughs> I think most people who have flown the A380 really, there's something so different about it. And I, I mean, I love the 777 and uh, the 757 is one of my favorite planes aesthetically, but I just think from a passenger perspective, the A380 is so much more revolutionary than uh, even the A350 in a way. And it it just feels so special every time you board and you're just in awe of all the natural light and the height of the ceiling on the bottom floor. So if, if I can, I usually try to, uh, or if there's a routing where I can involve an A380, I like to do so, and also those videos are very popular, so yeah. that's the added bonus. The If you get a chance, uh, Daniel, you can listen to a couple episodes. There's one episode we had called Boeing versus Airbus where we had our friend Arnaut from the Netherlands. He flies for a Middle Eastern airline on the A380, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. and he talks with our buddy Melvin, who's a 777 pilot, and they kind of duke it out a little bit. And then there's another one. Uh, on the A380 with just Arnaut by himself, and um, it, it's just it. You can just kind of hang on every word because it's so interesting. And he said in one at one point, I said, you know, is it is it feel? Does it feel like an, you're flying an airplane? He said, no. It it feels like you're flying a hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost as quiet as a hotel sometimes. It's eerie, but yeah, I'll definitely give that a listen. Yeah. It sounds it sounds interesting. Well, Melvin flies the triple seven. Arnott pushes buttons on the three eighty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. so. If you can, <laughs> if you can different. tell, Mark's a little bit uh, partial to the Boeing yeah. variety. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I they both make great planes. It's it's yeah. a matter of preference. That's true. Yeah. It's a good a good healthy competition. Uh, and I, I realize you probably want to stay fairly unbiased on air. So uh, I, I'm not going to ask you who the worst is, but if you're able to, can you share with us a few of your favorite airlines to fly? And do you have an all-time favorite? Yeah. So, so funny. When I was a kid, I used to be obsessed with Continental Airlines. I thought they were the best. Uh, but I think at that point I hadn't really flown that many other airlines. That could be why. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the the U.S. airlines are really uh, top of the rank anymore, unfortunately. Um, and I, I've still, I've yet to fly quite a few 
um, airlines in the top 10. But my my most flown airline is Lufthansa, and I feel that they offer a really consistent experience. And I always know that I'm going to have a polite crew, good food, and, of course, great aircraft and interiors when I fly them. Um, so I really, I really do like them. And then for business class, obviously, uh, I, I flew Singapore Airlines only on a very on the short um, Manchester to Munich route. But that business class is just just mind blowing. It's like sleeping in a. It's bigger than a queen size bed, basically. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I, I'm try. I know I just mentioned Star Alliance Airlines. Now I'm trying to. Uh, commit to one alliance and hopefully that will be one world but i'm finding it a little hard to find uh a good award program there so can you explain what you mean by that what do you mean by you're trying to commit to one uh well in the lot in the past few years for my videos i really tried to fly as many different airlines as i could and connect in different airports so that i could uh get a little more diversity because in the earlier years, it was very much Frankfurt, Lufthansa, United. Um, and that that's fun as a flyer, but it's not always fun to watch the same thing over and over again. And it's also fun to uh, see what other airlines have to offer. And now, uh, where I used to be loyal to the Star Alliance, then I lost loyalty. And I've just found that One World really offer a compelling benefits for their elites. Um, and American Airlines would really be the no-brainer, except uh, they really devalued their award charts and things like that recently. Uh, so I'm a little torn about about the whole alliance thing. <laughs> well, if anyone of influence is listening, maybe you can help Daniel out with that. <laughs> yeah, Try and sway yeah. him. I'd say Northwest, but you know. <clears throat> yeah, that didn't work out so well, did it, Mark? Yeah, that didn't work out. No. <laughs> Uh, well, since you mentioned airports, um, Instagrammer, and I, I'm not going to say this correctly, but um, at Sambabel, I think is how you say it, S-A-M-B-A-B-A-L. I want to make sure I get that shout out. Sambabel? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, he's. Yeah. We're wondering what your favorite airport is and why. Uh, so I'm sure almost every Avgeek or aviation fan who is ever flown to LAX loves the airport for its diversity and traffic. And there's just so, so many wide bodies there, which, which is a big part of the fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe from a passenger perspective, it's not the best airport, certainly not in the world. Um, so in Europe, there are, there are several great airports. I haven't been to, you know, Singapore or anything, but, uh, Copenhagen is actually a really, really good airport for connecting. Unfortunately, most of what you see are SAS A320s and like ATRs around there, so it's not the most exciting. But uh, uh, not that those aren't lovely aircraft, but when that's all you see, it gets a little bit mundane. Exactly, they're great if you see them in, in an exotic location. But then Munich is also really, really good. They're actually the only five-star airport in Europe. Um, and they have some really cool facilities like an airport spa and stuff that isn't even part of a lounge. Uh, wow. yeah. So it really depends what you're looking for. I have a favorite airplane airport, favorite connecting airport and so on. Now here's a question that I didn't have on my list, but 
now that you're talking about, um, you know, standing with um, Star Alliance or One World uh, or, you know, and losing your affiliation and looking for somewhere else, you're flying um, business class often and you're seeing all the perks. You're talking about lounges. When I fly, I don't sit in a, I mean, I sit with the commoners. I'm sitting in coach, uh, which, what do they call that? Economy. I'm sitting in the uncomfortable chairs in the airport. Um, does it ever, um, cross your mind to maybe, I don't know, fly in some of those and utilize all of the kind of the sections of the airplane when you're traveling or, you know, check out all of the, um, sections of the airport and fly like a commoner for a little while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I totally understand. Also, I, I feel like I really should explore the airports outside of their lounges because lounge i i mean that's the one thing i really like because i do fly economy quite a bit i don't do reviews of economy that much because i don't feel like that that's really it doesn't draw that much attention perhaps um you might be you might be all up in a bunch of people's grill too (laughs) if you're sitting in economy with (laughs) your camera out (laughs) yeah you'll get a lot more weird stares than you will in business class because there's more people to stare at you um but I mean, yeah, I, I think many airports have a lot of cool things to offer the average flyer as well. And that's something that would be fun to explore perhaps with, uh, someone who works at the airport who can really show us everything they have to offer for my videos. Um, but obviously, you know, as, as much as I can get the chance to fly premium cabins, I'd I've never sat in first, so as much as I'd love to fly, uh, you know, test out economy class, it's really a blessing <laughs> whenever I can <laughs> sit further up front because it's also, it, I, it's still new to me. So every time I, I board, and especially when I get a live flat seat, I'm in awe every time. One of my first, the first videos that I, I saw of yours, um, when our friend Misha Camp, who's a a moderator on infinite flight as well said, Hey, you should, you need to check this guy out. Uh, you were like, you know, kind of videotaping the cabin and you were, you were up in business or something like that. And I can't remember what airline, but like you took your shoes off and showed how much room there was. And there's a little kind of shoe holder you could put your shoes in or something. And I'm, I'm like, wow, what is this guy doing? He's showing absolutely every detail on this flight and i'm of course i'm mesmerized by what's happening on the screen in in a way that only an av geek would be and yeah. and then i proceeded to binge watch a whole bunch of videos so thanks a lot <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um but so you got to tell us a little bit about your recent trip to iceland my in-laws are actually there as we're speaking. They're doing some of the exploring oh, cool. uh, that you just did and they love to hike. So they're doing a lot of hiking. Um, mm-hmm. And this isn't really even aviation related, but I mean, you just put these videos out and I wanted to hear about it. So what what would, would you say this was, this has been one of your favorite trips so far? Uh, it was definitely one of my most pre-planned trips so far. Cause I really, uh, I I'm too young to rent a car, so that was out of the question. And uh, I really, really wanted to see as much of Iceland as I could. So I needed to plan these activities 
uh, or excursions that I took with a company called Reykjavik Excursions as far ahead of time as I could. Um, so in that way, I knew what I was expecting, but I was very positively surprised because I, I sort of expected Iceland to be like a slightly cooler Scandinavia. People usually group them together, but I most of the days I was on a bus, you know, 12 to 15 hours and my eyes were just glued out the window because the landscape is just like nothing I've ever seen. And I'd really recommend everyone visit. And it's sort of a perfect place for a stopover on your way to Europe or on your way from Europe to the US. Uh, so that's why it's really great that Iceland Air offers and even Wow Air, I think, offer free stopovers in the country. Um, and since it's pretty, pretty expensive there, uh, that might be a good option to do, just stop just a few days and see if you like it. But I, I definitely want to go back. It was just so cool. And even Reykjavik Air, Airport was, you could tell that it was not your average, you know, European or American airport in the way that it just it had a a very different vibe, like it was out there and it's quirky, exotic right? in a very cool way. Yeah, yeah. And and from what I know of Iceland, from just a little bit of research, uh, it's 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 almost like another planet. Like you, you're not in Europe, you're not in North America. It's completely different. It, Their it, language is bananas. And yeah, <laughs> and, and and you know they've got their they've got some wicked musicians that have come out of their country, and it's just a very cool spot. I, I'm I can't wait to go at some point in my life. It sounds is like just, Canada to me. Sounds like Canada. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, well, what's really cool is that I found out when I was there that the whole country um, came about from volcanic eruptions, uh -huh. really, really recent eruptions. So. Every, everywhere you walk, you're walking on old lava and all the mountains, you can still see how there's all these little holes in the rocks that are like air bubbles that appeared in the lava before it dried. And it's everything is different to what you know. If you know a waterfall in a normal, you know, in the US, perhaps it, the waterfalls are not the same. It's not what you'd expect there. And everything felt like that. The it's waterfalls cool. were gorgeous in the video that I saw. Yeah, Just absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's. It, I, I've never seen anything like that anywhere else in my life. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. And guys, if you want to listen to more uh, or see more of Daniel Strip, you can check out his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dantorp11. Um, and now you know where that name's from, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's great. Mark, have you heard of Live Flight for Infinite Flight? Yeah, man. I've used it to track flights and to see which regions and airports are busy before, you know, planning my flight. Right. Well, as you probably know, a new version of Live Flight is now available at liveflightapp.com. This new version is better than ever and has been rebuilt from the ground up. With a new design, more flight stats, a search feature, and airport information, tracking and planning your flight is easier than ever. Oh, man, I know. And now with the new downloadable KML files, 
You can download your flight data to any Earth browser, such as Google Earth. It's so cool. Absolutely. And if that wasn't enough, you can now subscribe to Live Flight Horizon, a new service for only $1.99 a month that provides real-time, worldwide airport information such as weather, runway data, and charts. It also allows you to search for flights, active ATC frequencies, and airports. And as a Live Flight Horizon subscriber, you'll also get much longer online sessions, and you'll be helping Cam to keep developing and improving this great app. So guys, make sure you head over to liveflightapp.com to give it a try, and also subscribe to Live Flight Horizon. It will make your infinite flight experience so much better. And now back to the podcast. Uh, Guys, let's get into a little bit of uh, infinite flight talk, since that's the topic of the podcast after all. Our live uh, ATC manager, Tyler Shelton, made a great comment to me the other day. He said that, uh, and this is spawning from a, a, a thread that we actually had going, asking for questions on the forum, and uh, one of our uh, more cantankerous users, whose initials are JG, um, kept wondering, what in the world does this have this interview have to do with Infinite Flight? Uh, and, you know, or aviation, actually. And uh, so, you know, he, he Tyler said that you have a great uh, idea of what a true sense of flying is. You've been all over the world. Uh, you've flown on hundreds of aircraft that are, and you're truly immersed in the world of aviation. Um, Infinite Flight doesn't put as much stock into the eye candy, um, you know, like 3D buildings and stuff like that as they do flight physics realism and the true sensation of flying an aircraft so Mm -hmm. who better to give an unbiased opinion and assessment than Mm -hmm. daniel so uh i couldn't have put it any better myself and i thought that was a great comment so with that let's just talk a little bit about your infinite flight experience i I know you're new to the Mm -hmm. simulator so uh, i really again appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to give it a try uh what was your first impression well, I actually really, really enjoyed it. I played it the entire three-hour flight home today, and I played it before then as well. But as I said, I used to be uh, like hardcore addicted to Microsoft Flight Simulator, mm-hmm. and that's uh, you know it's a very high-tech game, and I don't really have the time anymore to sit down on my computer and set the whole game up and work with installing liveries and whatever else. Uh, so that's sort of out of the question. So when, when I downloaded the game, I was that, that feeling almost came back to me. And I, I always, when I flew, I used to be so excited to go home and recreate the flight I just took or recreate the takeoff. Um, yeah. just so I could get a feeling of what the pilots had experienced or something like that. And it, I really, really thought the. It took me a while to get used to um, the sensitivity of the controls and stuff, and I remember it was the same on FSX. But yeah, I I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I can imagine myself trying to recreate quite a few flights in the future with the airports you have, and there's a lot of cool liveries in the game, uh, and I it's really cool that they're all you know, is easy to access. That way. What's cool is in an up in a in an update that's coming. Hopefully, well, I can't say when. Um, we don't know when, but um, possibly this year, we're we're going to have global flight. So there won't be regions anymore um, that you can choose oh. from. You just pick from. And our airport editing team has been going crazy 
in the background, they're volunteers and they've just been adding airports all over the world. So you'll be able to literally recreate a lot of your flights, uh, if you want to. So this is going to be great. It's going to be great. Since, you know, you say that you just started recently doing, uh, flying on infinite flight and you said you did it for your three hour trip back home today, you know, what was the first plane that you, you flew on infinite flight and then, you know, what have you flown since or what do you enjoy flying the most while flying so on the, infinite flight? The first thing I did when I downloaded that downloaded the app, I'm the type of person who just rushes into something and doesn't really read the manual yeah, or me too. do the demos. <laughs> so I just rushed in. I was like, hell yeah, American Airlines, triple seven, SFO, <laughs> let's go. Uh, so I, I put down the flaps geared up the the throttle and uh crashed a few seconds later <laughs> so uh then i try i tried a few times and sort of got a hang of it but it was hard so then i did the tutorials and i had quite a good time after that flying the 747 with the space shuttle on the roof around i also did that uh, i took off in san francisco uh put the autopilot on and tried to maintain a good altitude, got to Oakland and practiced repeat landings. And now I have to say I managed to get a landing without hitting the nose gear first, which is quite the, which is quite the accomplishment. That is an accomplishment. Yeah. My first time was uh, driving to Virginia from um, near Toronto where we live. And uh, my wife was driving and we're driving down the interstate and, she could tell you that it was a frustrating time for me because obviously I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a pilot at this point in my life. And I was just, I was way too fast. That was my only, well, that wasn't my only problem. It was one of my problems, yeah. Uh, but yeah, coming in way too hot, not using the right flaps and speeds and stuff. But um, I've actually got to work on a 747 tutorial um, for our, our infinite flight channel because I, I, I have gotten a lot of requests for that. The triple seven and the seven four seven. Yeah, but yeah. if you if you want Daniel, head over to youtube.com slash what Mark. Infinite flight. There you go. Um, and Mark's got some really cool um, tutorial videos on on taking off and landing, and there's a couple of great Dash Eight uh, tutorial videos too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I so, actually I also checked. I hadn't downloaded it unfortunately, but since I was on a Welling A three twenty, I tried to fly it. Uh, Needed to download it though, so I'll give that a try now. Um, probably Amsterdam or something we'll look at. But yeah, I really, yeah, obviously the heavies are the ones that are the most thrilling to, at least for me to fly. So those were the ones I was immediately drawn to. But then the Cessna might be a good place to start out, just like in real. Yeah, life. you I, might I want to start yeah. with the one that's. I mean, that's where I started in my real world aviation. You know, when I got my pilot's license, it was in a one seventy two, not a triple seven. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of start off small, and work your way up. But yeah, I mean, and it, it it it's it seems to be pretty common with a lot of people. We'll get a lot of people that have very low experience or XP, and you see them flying a three eighty. And then they're trying to land at 300 knots. And so I just kind of sit there, set my parking brake, and then just start recording because, you know, you know it's going to be good and entertaining. <laughs> Don't worry. We probably won't record you when we finally see you flying, Daniel. Oh, I'll, well, thankfully, there's a big time difference. So yeah. hopefully, yeah. I'll be, <laughs> you won't catch me yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we appreciate you taking the time to give it a whirl. And uh, if you ever want to sneak a little infinite flight action into one of your videos, we're not going to stop you. Oh, of course I will. I'll be <laughs> playing it on my next on my next flight, Beauty. just like I did this one. There will be your YouTube subscribers eventually are going to go, all right, you know what? We'd like to see other things other than you playing infinite flight. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll, I'll refer them to you. Yes, please do. Well, let us know. We'll all go fly some spitfire somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when you get a little more confident with your flying skills, let us know. We're going to head over to one of the uh, training servers and we'll open a couple ATC frequencies for you and let you fly around. Awesome. Be yeah. Great. So, uh, Daniel, can we get to a few Facebook and Infinite Flight forum questions that people had for you? Of course. Uh, we actually had some Instagram questions as well, quite a few. Um, so, forum member uh, Mustached Balba, I think is how you say it, asks, um, how many places have you been to and how many in the last year? I don't know if you had time to prepare for that answer or not, but you could ballpark it for us maybe. Well, I've... The thing is, I've flown a lot between the same places. So I've been to about uh, 25 countries, maybe. But living in Europe, it's not as incredible as when you live in the US, perhaps. Reaching 25 countries from there is a bit harder. Um, so I, I was just on an interrail trip for three weeks, which, if you don't know, it's where you get a train pass that works on basically all the trains inside Europe. So you just hop on a train, go wherever you want to go. And, uh, you can see a lot of countries in that way. Um, so I just got home from that today. And on this trip, I think I was in seven or eight countries just in the last three weeks. Uh, and most of them I'd never been to before. So that was really, really cool. Nice. Um, and otherwise I've been, I was very, very busy with my last year of high school. So I didn't have time to visit or even travel as much as I usually would have. Uh, but yeah, I guess I've, I've been to around 10 countries or so in the past year. Wow. Uh, John on the forum asked, what are your plans for the future, future career, college, <laughs> all that stuff? Well, <laughs> that is yet to be determined. Um, I have got into a college I really want to go to in San Francisco. I'm going to, um, not, talk too much about that today but uh if i do end up going there i've deferred so that would be august 2017 so i have one year to really do as much as i can and hopefully uh make the channel almost self-operating so i can get some people to help me out and uh well you know daniel if you're going to san francisco our developer team two of them the, the two owners of Flying Development Studio live in San Francisco. Oh, And uh, right. so at some point, there will hopefully, uh, there's ideas of having some sort of an infinite flight con or meetup. So oh, I'd love to attend. we will keep you in the loop. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. That'd be cool. Uh, another forum user, Don, an Instagrammer, um, I don't even know how to, uh, at M7Mood616. Uh, I don't know. These names. Where do uh, they come up? I with don't know. Things? I don't know. <laughs> Dang it. Asked, um, how can you afford to fly so frequently? And this question is one that I had too. How are you doing this? Yeah, that's probably my most asked question ever. And all I can say is I think it's really about uh, what I 
choose to spend literally all my money on. I, since I'm still pretty young, I live at home, so I don't have the expenses of an apartment or anything. I also don't have the expenses of college loans. So really all my income from uh, work I do, be it YouTube, blogging, or other things, goes straight to flying, and that's basically all I spend my money on. So I'm very lucky to be able to do that, and it could be because of my age that I'm not too tied down financially. Uh, so, you know, I wish I could give a secret tip or something. Um, but I, as obviously, I always, always wait to find the best possible deal. When I book flights, it's usually like close to an airfare or the bare minimum of what an airline will charge on a route. And then I just get as many videos out of it as I can. Like one time we were talking about crazy itineraries before. Uh, and, and, uh, this was a few years ago, but I booked the most insane thing just cause I wanted to, it, w it would basically include KLM's last MD 11 flight, uh, virgins, one of virgins absolute first, uh, 787-9 flights and all in I'd one get route? To go play yes uh, all in one trip and I'd also get, get to go plane spotting at Heathrow's spotting terrace so I was like this is a really really good idea when I booked it uh, the only thing was I had three connections on the way back just to be able to do all that uh, and the day before I was just like this is insane I can't do four flights in one day and go plane spotting and try to review the 787. And then I go online to check my flight and Virgin have switched it to an A330 after I went through all that. No. So I just called them and I, I was like, look, you have to change this for me because I don't know what I was thinking when I booked this. Um, <laughs> and luckily they did. So Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, You've got, I mean, you level with us here. You, you've got to have some things comped for you at this point with some of your YouTube success. Uh, yes, I've had a few things which have been, which I've been very, very lucky to get. And I have some friends who have, have been really generous to help me out that I've made over the past few years. And sometimes even it's cool because I've had some airlines watch my videos and reach out to me, uh, like I did a review of Brussels Airlines a few years ago, and that was actually how I got my first real friend at an airline. She reached out to me saying she loved the video, um, and she's been really, really great to me since. And I, you know, I, it just, just showing that you're passionate and really always trying to engage with as many people as possible pays off when you're trying to do something like YouTube or whatever else. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> well, good for you. I mean, you're a professional you. airline passenger. <laughs> I've never heard <laughs> exactly. of that before. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Misha is asking, what are your best tips for getting over jet lag? Uh, First of all, don't drink too much on flights. I, some people love to do that, especially Swedes. I've had some flight attendants even joking with me about about Swedish people's uh, seeming 
uh, abuse of free alcohol <laughs> on flights. Um, instead, so I try to Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just stick to water is the best tip uh, for getting over jet lag. I try to have just as much water as I can fill myself. And as soon as I am not to the limit where I can't drink anymore, I drink even more. And then uh, I also really, really try to adjust to the time to the time zone I'm in. So even if I've had the worst red eye from the US to Europe, I still have to stay up all day just so I can go to bed in the evening and try to adjust as good as I can to European time. And many, many times I'd come back the day before school started. So I really had to <laughs> adjust and getting up the next morning at, you know, 8 a.m. or no, 6 a.m. European time, which it would be like midnight New York time. That's when I'd have to get up for school. Uh, you really have to make sure you you sleep when you're supposed to. And sometimes coffee helps. Yeah. Oh, I'd be... If I were in your position, I'd be drinking copious amounts of coffee, even more than I already do, I think. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mark would be into the Mountain Dew for sure in the Copenhagen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't Misha still in the booster seat in the back seat of the car, and he's worried about jet lag? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, you know what? Lynn actually had a great question, and this is one that I was wondering about, too. What What are the biggest challenges of filming in flight, and can you give us a quick a description of what type of equipment that you're using uh-huh well as you guys probably know uh, the regulations regarding electronics in flight ha have been significantly eased uh, over the last two three years mm -hmm. um but before then i had some i got told off quite a lot i you know i tried to be as discreet as i can sort of uh cover my window and then in front of me i'd hold my hold my camera uh, and people don't usually mind when you record yourself. They just think they don't think as much of that as recording the aircraft cabin. For some reason, they get a little suspicious. Um, but just I just try to look really look like I know what I'm doing and like I have a goal with everything. Um, and you know, now that most airlines do allow you to record, as long as you don't catch the crew's attention too much or really. It's it's usually what I do is I tell them beforehand I'm like I'm gonna be recording a video on this flight so maybe you know I could get a picture with you guys or I'd really appreciate uh, just if you let me do this when I'm doing a review at least so because sometimes especially on U.S. airlines you get quite some suspicion comments even from the flight attendants and the purser which i don't think should be i mean they they're right to be suspicious but sometimes it's also good for an airline to get publicity so telling you off for uh trying to show off their product or saying something positive is, isn't always the best way to do that yeah or to get a good name so you've got i know you've you're working with a couple of iphones or some sort of mobile devices and you're you're connecting oh, yeah. uh special lenses and cameras uh or sorry microphones to those yeah so so my a trick i discovered like only six months ago is that the iphone camera if you have like an iphone success you can catch so much of the wing if you're sitting in front that you wouldn't be able to do with even a normal small handheld video camera uh the iphone just gets 
a really full view of the engine and everything. So that's I've been using my iPhone more and more. And even though I, I literally bought a new video camera a couple of days before I took the flight where I realized this, which felt stupid because I've been using my iPhone maybe 80% of the time since then with <laughs> an auto clip lens on and just like a Rode microphone in to get better audio. Uh, but I did just, now that I got home, have a Canon 80D waiting for me on my desk, which is super exciting. It's the camera that a lot of big YouTubers yeah. use. Yeah, And it's I beautiful. think this will, it probably won't be too helpful for wing views, but you know, for reviews and for uh, sit down videos, I think it will do wonders. And it's, it's fun to have a camera that that's that good when you're doing as much video videography and photography as I'm doing at this point. The good thing about, or the thing I've discovered now when I use my iPhone and when I started out making videos, I didn't use a, an, a very advanced camera and you can get a wide angle lens for your iPhone and sometimes you don't even need it for very cheap. So really if you want to get into recording wing views or, uh, reviews i don't know if an iphone would be too good for spotting but anything else it you don't have to have a high budget to start out and you you know you have to start somewhere so i think it's better to just uh go for it and phones today are such good quality that you hardly need anything anything better than that cool so last question for me what is the latest for Dantorp Aviation. This is your chance to uh, share anything you want with our listeners. What's what's coming up next? What do you wanna what what do you wanna promote? Well, uh, I do want to say that very soon my channel will uh, I will up the frequency very significantly of my videos. I don't want to say I'm going to do daily videos, but pretty close to daily videos uh, come mid-September or so. So that should be a very big difference from what I've been doing now. And I think, you know, the YouTube algorithm and everything really, really favors people to upload as frequently as possible. And now that I do have the time to do it, I'm really going to put in the work and try to get as much out as possible. Because I also have like a queue of 80 videos or so at this point that need to go up. So I I I need to go daily to upload those as soon as I can. And uh, that's, that's the big news. Awesome. That's exciting. Uh, I'll be looking forward yeah. to watching those. And uh, awesome. man, if I can just um, suggest anytime you have a chance to be on camera or uh, I know you do some narrating kind of behind the lens, um, but you, you are a super charismatic guy and um, you need to be like in the, in your Iceland video, you were on camera a little bit. Um, you need to do that more. Thank that's just you, my yeah. two cents. Uh, you're a good, you're a great host. And uh, that's obviously one reason why your channel is doing well. And if I can just offer my unsolicited advice, it would be that. So keep up the Thank good work. You, yeah. No, definitely. And your, I, your, this whole podcast and everything, it blows me away how really professional and well, well, you guys do this as well. So I'm really honored to have been able to oh, join man. you guys. 
it's a it's a cool partnership and um hopefully we'll be able to meet up in san francisco at some point or who knows where in the world be yeah. Great. yeah yeah that'd be great yeah mark do you have anything else for daniel before we let him go no man i've enjoyed it um you know just looking forward to the uh to the up and coming videos uh i have to be honest with you uh you know jason told me about uh your channel and i don't do a lot of youtubing well i do more now than i used to but uh, i just don't do a lot of it just because of time but uh, i do find myself watching your videos more since jason introduced me a while back when he first started talking about uh, interviewing you so uh, just keep up the great work, man. Uh, you're, and like you said, you're charismatic, but you keep it entertaining. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important to me because I get bored very easily, though I could sit and watch an hour of your spotting videos. And honestly, I'll typically fast forward through your Airbus critiques, you know, when you're walking through the Airbus. <laughs> but they're great. And, you know, you, you do bring that energy to to the video. And that's what I like is someone who is going to be energetic throughout the video. So, I mean, just great work. Keep it up and looking forward to what you have, uh, have coming down the pipeline. Thank you so much. And you know, if anyone from Boeing is listening to this, if you want to get more special Boeing videos on my channel, you can find my email address <laughs> on my channel. <laughs> nice. All right. Daniel, it's been a huge pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks again so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to listen to, to myself on the podcast. <laughs> awesome. We'll see you in the infinite flights, guys. Yeah, All right. definitely. Take care. That was YouTuber, filmmaker, and professional passenger Daniel Gauz of Dantorp Aviation. And he joined us today in the Flightcast Virtual Studio from Sweden on Skype. You can see all of his videos and subscribe to his channel at youtube.com slash dantorp11. That's dantorp11. Thanks as always for listening. If you haven't already, head over to the App Store or Google Play and download Infinite Flight. For more of the podcast, visit our website and be sure to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash flightcastaudio, on Twitter at flightcastaudio, and now on Instagram at flightcast. Flightcast is brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. We can always use your financial help to keep the podcast rolling, and a few ways to do that are by clicking the donate button at the bottom of our brand new website or heading to flightcast.audio slash shop to buy your t-shirt, hat, mug, or iPhone case. To cover the fine print, Flightcast is not affiliated with Infinite Flight or Flying Development Studio. I'm Jason Rosewell. Thanks for listening, and happy landings. Daniel, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Awesome. It's fun to join you. Yeah, I'm glad you're finally doing this. Now Jason will shut up. Now he can <laughs> finally talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time in the works. Yes, yes. I'm the one that's made Flightcast what it is today. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Dude. Cool. Yeah. All right. What I'll do is afterwards, I'll, I'll, I'll get your email address. I'm going to send you a picture of me, my email address, my profile. So that way you can kind of point it out to some of the Swedish women. <laughs> All right. If I can't get the hookup internationally. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I apologize for Mark in advance. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. Let me check. It adds to the entertainment value. Yeah. 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 <laughs> O-L-L-O clip. Hello, um, O L L O clip. Yeah, and it makes the view really wide angle, and I, 
Oh, I need I mean, those for my selfies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I kind of I kind of shop for phones the way I shop for clothing. I'm always a season or two behind. <laughs> <laughs> See, I shop for clothing whenever you know cotton season is in, because that's you know that's about the only time I can get my clothes. Spoken like a true southerner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>